Okay, got lots of financial news that is trending this afternoon, so let's welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Abed-Hawk, joins us now here on 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, let's start with, uh, apparently, we've got a word here on this Tuesday that consumer confidence is really up. It's uh, really taking off, and that is maybe a snapshot of good things to come when it comes to our economy and the recovery from the pandemic. Yeah, so this is a survey that Nanos Research does every single week. They talk to 250 Canadians and they ask them, how do you feel about the economy? Where do you think it's headed? And the reason it's making headlines this week is because it's the highest, the confidence of the Canadians that they surveyed, that it has been since the financial crisis, so more than a decade. So Canadians, even though we are still in many places in the country under lockdown, we can't go out and sit in a restaurant and buy whatever we want when we need it. we got to do curbside pickup to even buy, you know, gardening tools in some cases. Um, we are still feeling very optimistic with the vaccines rolling out, now hearing in Ontario that anyone 18 or over can get a vaccine. That is really pumping the confidence and giving people some hope that all that money that Canadians have been saving over the last 16, 17 months during the pandemic, uh, we can unleash that when restrictions do... Um, are lifted and we can go back out into the economy and start spending money again. Okay, I was going to ask you that, but that's what they're pointing to is the vaccines. They're finally here in abundance. The rollout is happening and that's why consumer confidence really seems to be spiking. Yeah, so the vaccines are the key, right? We, from the beginning, we have known that COVID-19 um, is not going to go away. It's not something that's all of a sudden going to disappear, like, you know, how we heard some politicians talk about it just miraculously going away. Um, and so vaccines are the solution. And now that we know that more and more people can get the vaccine, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, it's going to be the one-dose summer. Even if you have one dose, you're 80% uh, protected after a month of getting that vaccine. So that means that fewer and fewer people will be getting COVID-19. There'll be fewer reasons to shut the economy down or parts of the economy down. And so that is fueling the confidence because people feel not only good about the fact that there is a solution now, but they're also feeling good about their own health and safety. Because if you were to open the economy up before the vaccines were available, a lot of people just wouldn't feel comfortable without having at least one dose going out there um, and shopping and doing things as they would before the pandemic, even with a mask, even with distancing. Some people may still not be comfortable. Yeah. Is consumer confidence, Rubina, is it also tied to job security? Are Canadians feeling secure about their, their jobs as well and therefore they're willing to spend and feel confident? Well, so what's happened with the jobs and they do ask, they, they do do a survey about job uh, security and sentiment about jobs and that also um, has not changed. So it shows that during the pandemic, people are feeling the same about their, their uh, ability to keep their job or their prospects of getting a job. The thing that's happened during the pandemic is that there's been these artificial slowdowns. So, you know, there hasn't been any reason for the economy to start. There's lots of money out there. Interest rates are still very low. People are still willing to spend. And so I think that now we have understood that when we see these crazy numbers, like a quarter of a million Canadians lost their jobs or whatever the latest numbers were, that we understand that it has to do with government shutdowns. It's not because all of a sudden people aren't eating at restaurants anymore, all of a sudden people aren't doing an X, Y, Z activity anymore, or we're running out of money for whatever reason. It's different than 08, 09, when people were actually losing their jobs, when people were actually defaulting on their loans. And so there was a completely different attitude about, um, are these people going to be able to get back into the job market? Am I going to be able to keep my job? 
we know that once the economy opens up that a lot of companies are ready to go. The problem is, is though, um, you know, a lot of small businesses are never going to be able to come back. They've already folded. Uh, but the big corporations, they've been able to hold on because of things like wage subsidies, because of uh, government grants, because of, uh, you know, some of them being able to still operate during the pandemic. But that bodes well generally for our economy. Just finally, on consumer confidence, Quebec, we're expecting to hear from that province later today announcing their reopening plan. I know Saskatchewan, you mentioned the one-dose summer a moment ago. Scott Moe, the premier there, said, forget the one-dose summer. We're having a one-dose spring and a two-dose summer in this province. And they've got a pretty aggressive reopening plan. And as we hear more and more about provinces uh, reopening, do you expect that consumer confidence level to continue to skyrocket? say skyrocket, but I think it, it will remain strong. I think people are generally uh, willing to go out there and start spending again, not just because they want to help the economy, but because they want it for their own well-being. You know, a lot of people are just uh, sick and tired of being at home and sick and tired of not being able to go out and buy things. I, the other day I wanted to buy um, potting soil and it was such a huge uh, issue because I showed up without booking something and he gave me, you know, he felt bad for me because I had driven all the way to the store He's like, we're not considered essential. I'm like, but you guys got the sale and that's why I showed up here. I thought, I thought gardening stuff was included. So all of this is just frustrating. I mean, I'm just one example of a million other people that are going through the, you know, the frustration of not being able to buy everyday items. And so I know that when we start to lift restrictions that the majority of people, especially those who have been able to get a vaccine and are comfortable are really wanting to go out there. Like we've talked many times, Jeff, about the billions of dollars that Canadians have been able to save over the pandemic collectively, not individually, collectively. Um, if, if we're willing to spend it, that's going to make a huge difference to uh, the economy, especially in the short term. I don't think that we're going to spend like that for a long time, but we'll spend like that, I think, for the short term. I hear you about the curbside pickup. I was on side with that early on, and it was kind of a novelty and somewhat convenient. But as time has gone on, when you need just one or two items, you got to order two days ahead of time. And then you show up, and there's a big lineup, almost like a drive through to get there. And you're thinking, boy, I would like to just be able to pop into the store, get this, and be on my way. And there's so many barriers to curbside pickup. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have a smartphone and I have data on it and that I can easily go online and like some stores have like an online sort of I'm here and then it sends a signal that you're there and they come out and they know which spot you're sitting in. Lots of people don't have that privilege. And so I also wonder, you know, for people who or don't have even have a car to get to that parking spot and, and put in, you know, I'm at number 19 and please come and give me my item. So there's so many barriers. I mean, they really curbside pickup is truly for people who can afford a, a car, B, they can have a phone that they have data on and C, they have the time to get down there and sit for a half an hour to pick up some item that normally would take them just a few minutes to pop in and out and get. Here with our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. Also wanted to talk to you uh, once again about interest rates this afternoon, Rabina, because there have been some indicators the last day or two from those that watch this sort of thing that maybe these low interest rates, these historic low interest rates we've seen, are actually here to stay. Yeah, so I read the same stuff that you did and how economists are saying that, you know, with everything that's going on, population growth is slow and, you know, where that we could see low interest rates. Uh, young people are not saving, they're spending more. So they're all indebted. So late raising interest rates would make that make it very difficult for them to 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 um, to service their debt. Uh, 
that could be the case, but then we're going to see inflation and that means things are going to get more and more expensive. So people really celebrate low interest rates because they think they're saving money, but they don't see on the other side that, you know, again, we've talked about this so many times, housing prices up 16% year over year in Toronto, 40% year over year in cottage country. So things start to cost more when interest rates remain so low. So that's the, that's the thing that people should understand that don't celebrate low interest rates because we shouldn't actually actually ever have money this cheap we should we should be paying more to borrow money it a keeps inflation in check and b it keeps your debt in check you don't go out there and borrow more money than you need just because it's cheap all right final point on this and that's a great one about the inflation rate and inflation uh, pressures if you will but do you think that because the interest rates if they're going to stay uh, this low is it going to yeah see things like the housing market is it going to continue to explode because i think a lot of people believe that this is a bubble that's going to burst yeah, so, you know, we've seen from the data that places that already saw great increases, so, you know, really in the core of Toronto, Vancouver, we haven't seen, like, for example, Leaside, one of the, you know, one of the more expensive areas in Toronto, their year-over-year increase, I believe, was 6%. So, you know, places that have already seen their home prices rise quite dramatically over the last 10, 15 years, they didn't see the the home prices, they didn't see their home prices go up. But other places that have been more depressed um, and that are outside of the city that maybe people weren't as interested in any before, those places have seen their prices go up really quickly. Um, you know, like we just talked about cottage country being up 40%. If you have a waterfront property, you've seen your prices go up. Yeah, absolutely. It could definitely be a bubble. I mean, if you've gotten in now in, in a, into a cottage, um, you can expect that your return on investment is going to be pretty low for the next uh, next little while. But if there are other areas that are still not seeing that 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 push up in prices, uh, they may increase in value. So I mean, it's we're just in such an unusual time uh, with the pandemic, with interest rates being so low, with housing already being on fire before the pandemic started. And people, you know, being able to stockpile billions of dollars. I don't know what's going to happen after this is all done. It's, it's like, it really, it's a guessing game as to how Canadians are going to spend and what's going to happen with inflation and where are housing prices are going to go. I mean, everyone's just guessing at this point. I was going to say you were not alone there. Rubina, yeah. thanks as always. Appreciate the time. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right. There's Rubina Ahmed Hawk, our personal finance expert.